Hey, what's up? It's D. Uh, let me ask you something. Are you an emotional eater? Because I know I am. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so, uh, you know, let's just get right into it. And unlike the in any other episode where we do all this little, like, little fancy, cool, you know, intro or whatever. Da, 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 da. Look, um, let's just get right down to the boogie. I'm just going to say two quick things. Number one, you know, do not use any of this, uh, you know, information to treat, diagnose, or cure type 2 diabetes. Um, as any and all changes to your diet and or exercise must come from your doctor's care. I'm just a regular dude. Um, you know, uh, really just kind of like sharing what's working for me, what I've seen work for others, and, you know, really just doing what I think is not done anywhere else in this space for us, right? Obviously, we know that there's some phenomenal doctors and dietitians and, you know, experts and scientists and researchers and diet experts or whatever. However, if we're going to call a spade a spade, 99, probably 0.9999999% of these folks, as much as they might deal with it, as far as they help people with it, um, or maybe even have family members or whatever, at the end of the day, if they've never really been in our shoes, it's just kind of hard. You know, it's not that they're bad people. I love these people. It's just that, you know, it's kind of hard taking advice from someone who's never actually done it for this for themselves, you know? And so, yeah, I'm not, not that one thing is better than another or anything like that. No, 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 no. What it is, is um, really just, you know, giving an honest perspective, you know, and more than anything, giving each other as many resources as possible, because I sincerely believe the faster that we lift one another up, the faster we're saving lives and help each other out, the faster we're saving lives, the faster we're saving lives, the faster we're saving families. And the faster we're saving families, the faster we change the world together. Now, that's, uh, you know, number one. Number two, hey, look, if you want, like, um, long story short, my whole story is I was basically the token fat kid since I was nine. Failed, okay? Failed, utterly failed pretty much every diet I've ever tried since, like, the 80s. And um, to do really, like, my part to help people just like you and I, and obviously, you know, to, to, to do my part and... And I sincerely believe that, you know, together we'll change the world. Um, you know, for you, I made a free 21-day, you know, transformation challenge. I literally just strip and break down and share with you all these different tips, tricks, and strategies that I've used to make living with type 2 and controlling it 100% drug-free after being at one point, you know, the guy that was shooting up twice a day and taking a half dozen pills just to keep up. And just to keep, you know, continue to watch my blood panels get worse. And even told that I was like, you know, not only morbidly obese, but, uh, you know, if I didn't change anything, I was about 12 months away from starting dialysis, um, which uh, actually unfortunately had taken or played a role in taking my grandfather from me. So I knew what that looked like, um, ironically being one of the kids that took him to his dialysis appointments. Okay. Anyways, long story short, I literally share with you. Over a 21-day span, like all these different tips, tricks, and strategies on how I'm able to, how I turned everything around, um, you know, without doing some weird hokey diet thing or anything like that. All right? All right. Here we go. That being said, let's get down to the boogie. Um, yeah, you know, like this whole coronavirus thing is crazy. However, you know, obviously, if you've if you've seen some of it or listened maybe to some of the other um, episodes, you know, obviously, there's a lot of other things going on. You know what I mean? I'm sure in your world, you're seeing some pretty crazy things. So today what we're going to do is be covering the, you know, emotional eating, which sounds weird, like coronavirus and emotional eating. 
Um, I know for a couple of people, you, you might be like, yeah, man, this one's kind of overdue. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, thank you, D. Yes, I'm in the boat with you. Okay. Um, and even if this has nothing to do or maybe just you've ever been an emotional eater or a stress eater or whatever, um, without everything going on with the coronavirus, then, you know, may this serve you well as well. So here we go. Um, let me give you a little bit of context. Okay. Um, so, um, you know, I, a, a while back, like my, um, as a, as a working person, right? The average Joe, right? My good old nine to five. <clears throat> I'm in the, um, the finance industry, the mortgage industry specifically. And so, um, it's been kind of an on off, you know, relationship, you know, if you can imagine dealing with people's money and timelines and pressure and stuff like that, some people like it, you know what I mean? Um, and some people it's like, it's like one of those things where I love, the neighborhood pizza place, but if you had you had to give it to me every single day, eventually I might get a little burned out and I might need a little bit of a break. Okay. Anyway, that's my relationship with uh, that level of finance, those that sort of finance uh, and that kind of work. So basically, I'm in there, I'm out, took a break, came back. Okay. I took a break to actually start Life Over Type Two, as goofy as it sounds. Um, I've always kind of had the website, if you will, but. Um, I was always kind of scared to take action on my own ideas. And so I dragged my feet and I was doing all this weird stuff that ironically, I didn't really even need to do anyway. I think subconsciously I was just self-sabotaging myself. If I can be totally honest and, um, long story short, um, in the interim, um, really just started, you know, trying to help people out. Um, and really kind of got nowhere. <laughs> you know what I mean? If I could be totally honest, you know, I thought, uh, you know, it was going to move a lot faster than it was. I guess I clearly have a lot more to learn there. Um, the, the beautiful thing is that now, like even just the, the gem of it all is like this podcast and even the site is now serving its purpose. But, uh, you know, this podcast, um, I can see that people like in Morocco, the UK, Australia, um, people throughout Europe, um, people in the Middle East, uh, you know, um, from Alaska to, you know, um, even Canada and even, you know, like mainland America, just all over the place. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, hum I'm humbled. I'm like a regular dude, you know? So thank you. I love you. Like, this is for you, you know, like we're all in this together. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not some, um, anyway, um, I'm, I'm carrying the flag for all of us and you carry your flag and we all carry each other's flag. So thank you. I'm humbled. Um, so let's get right to it. Okay. So anyways, I took a, I took a, um, I took a hiatus off and to, to really like pursue this. It was my dream and thank you for allowing me to live that dream. And in the same time, um, you know, if I could be real, um, after buying different like online courses and stuff like that, and even like seeing what other people are paying, like pitch some diet for like anywhere from 200 to 400 bucks and you know just knowing that a lot of these stick rates on a lot of those one-sided diets that they're not going to last forever. Um, I really want to go out there and try to make a difference, you know, and share and flip the whole thing on its head instead of having people pay like a trillion bucks, you know, like have them pay like 37 bucks, which really just kind of like helped me pay to keep the, uh, the website up and the servers up and help push the podcast. And obviously I need to go back and start making some YouTube videos. It's been a couple of weeks. Um, I do have a lot of good content to release by the way. So if you haven't make sure that you subscribe and I'm going to give you some love. All right, here we go. So I said all that because next thing you know, I get back into naturally, um, I have, I am end up having, you know, like 
put more up on the plate than I was putting at the time, right? And uh, yeah, so I, I got back into the industry. Um, and initially, um, you know, I, I get in there and I'm helping a, a buddy of mine, his business out. Um, cool thing is that in the interim, I actually get, you know, promoted to, to management pretty quickly. Uh, maybe because of the experience or just, I don't know what it was, but anyway, high five there. And, um, right as all of this is happening, right as all of this is happening, the coronavirus starts to trickle in and then it hits. Okay. Now, um, a couple of weeks ago was the first time in the history of the world where, um, so I'm in mortgages where interest rates went in the opposite direction of the 10 year bond. Normally if the 10 year bond is up, interest rates are up 10 year bond down, you know, interest rates down. Um, it was the first time they separated and they went completely opposite directions. Basically wall street after people stopping, you know, like international trade stopping the market crashing and all this other stuff, because so much of wall street was like, Hey, the last, you know, the last thing that we had was mortgage related. They froze. Uh, they, they basically, um, in a day, like within minutes, the interest rates shot up and to put things in perspective of like what that sounds like or what that looks like. Um, I'm on a team that deals with everything from, you know, government subsidized programs from like VA, FHA, um, you know, regular like Fannie Mae and Freddie Mae or Freddie Mac people all the way up until private investors where you have like, you know, real estate investors who have like multiple properties and all this other stuff. Okay. Anyway, um, rates shot up. And just completely annihilated on my small team, I'd say, no exaggeration, probably a good 60 to $80 million. Um, I mean, just like in minutes decimated it. And a lot of it, like, and maybe like a small percentage of it, I should say, was in limbo where there, maybe there could be something done. Okay. Thank God it was more of an emotional move. Obviously, if you watch the news, it kind of came down. Okay, so imagine, okay, having all these people, okay, and there's nothing that anybody could have done, right? Because like, I don't know, I don't control Wall Street, I'm just a regular guy, right? Um, to where it flips, and we're like, oh my goodness. So if you follow me on Instagram, I went and had a uh, an acai bowl berry thing. And I, I posted it. To be totally honest, I've been sideways since. Okay. That night I had like pizza. I've had like since then I've had like fried chicken. Um, I get my family these, uh, you know, because they're not diabetic or whatever. So I get them like these protein cookies or whatever from Costco. Len and Larry, if you know what they are, um, you know, obviously they're not friendly for type 2 diabetics. For, you know, non-diabetics, it's fine. You know, I mean, obviously there's sugar in there. It's not the best thing. Um, however, I ate a bunch of those. Okay. I've been eating on those things like crazy. Um, basically every single day has sucked. Yeah. I mean, sure. I have like, you know, clean meals in there. I'll have like, you know, like, um, I have had, um, you know, clean meals in there, but I found myself in this weird place that I haven't found myself in a while. 
like a wild, wild, like a wild, wild, wild. And to be totally honest, um, I'm really nervous because um, I haven't eaten like this in forever. I'm putting on all kinds of weight, like literally overnight. And uh, I'm getting these goofy symptoms. My eyes are hurting or my eyes are, I'm squinting. I'm, flint, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm blinking my eyes a lot. My, my toes are bothering me. I'm like, uh-oh, this is not good. You know what I mean? Um, and so, yeah, that's where I'm at. And I think, well, number one, I don't, I, I got to get out of this position. Right, obviously, it's calling a spade a spade. At the same time, I also think that um, it's okay that we're human. I think that it's okay that we admit if we're not 100% perfect. And then I think the reason why, for two reasons, I think more than anything. One is like, I think every time I try to like posture myself like I was perfect or I was going to be perfect, I think a lot of times it was setting myself up for failure. Because even if I did push myself a particular way, eventually I'm going to end up growing past what was probably in my head in the first place. So putting that kind of like definition on myself or expectation on myself, although it may have maybe helped me get out of the hole or, you know, make a move really quick, whether I realized it or not, it actually kind of helped also put a ceiling on me. So instead of just focusing every single day on making continual improvement, whether it's 1%, 20%, whatever it is, even a fraction of a percent, um, that should have always, doing that and being completely honest with myself should always be, you know, the uh, the goal. So then that way, hey, look, if I do fall off and I literally just stop and say, okay, D, like what made me fall off? Um, what's going in and around this one little thing. If I just took 30 seconds to address that, well, guess what, D? Like that little merry-go-round that I would do to myself and, you know, you might do it, you might not do it, probably wouldn't happen nowhere near as many times as it's happened to me in the past before. Um, And I think that that level of honesty, and I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Like, so I've been messed up. Um. Obviously, with the coronavirus, they say that people that are compromised health-wise um, are going to be at risk. And, you know, naturally, those that are, um, you know, upper, up, up in age, uh, potentially, um, you know, if you have a little bit of love, a little bit of weight to lose, right? Um, and my, my, my wife actually asked one of the doctors at her work, and she's like, yeah, like, what about my husband? He keeps it under control. You know, his, his blood sugar under control, like, you know, like he's drug free and all this other stuff. And she goes, yeah, you know, as long as he's taking care of his blood sugars. And I'm like, <laughs> and that was like, and that was like right before the market went goofy. You know, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is great. And the next thing you know, like, here I am, you know, freaking as no one's looking, just stuff. Actually, no, while my family's around me, stuffing my face, you know, it was almost embarrassing. My daughter was like, dad, are you looking in the pantry again? I'm like, oh, no, you know, um. But yeah, you know, being, being able to call that out for what it is, you know, and maybe just not beating up on myself, right? Because I think that the beating myself up on it part also is a lot of times what made me go down the weird spiral. Um, sometimes there are times, yeah, where I need to kind of like rub my face in the dirt a little bit just to be like, hey, man, come on. You know, at the, you know, it's at the end of this, um, right? This depends on where we are in that journey, right? Different things are going to motivate us. Um, 
And yeah, you know, the, I think the minute, I think the, 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 the key here is just getting to reality, like getting to grand, ground zero, getting to one, step one and being like, yo, here's where I'm at. Here's the issues that I'm having. And the second that we do that, it's like, okay, cool. Like, is this a repetitive thing? You know, like, am I doing this over and over with myself? And if so, okay, cool. What are the patterns that are leading me there? Like, what am I doing that gets me to land at this point? Or what are the triggers that are setting, that set me off to do this? All right. Well, um, if it's stress eating or emotional eating, yeah, it's something emotional, something stressful. And so I think now for me, and this is going to sound really weird coming that we're in the coronavirus thing. Um, and even while I'm recording this, uh, you know, it's just like, it's going to sound weird. However, um, I'm going to choose something different. Um, for me, I think I'm going to try an exercise. Um, I'm not saying, you know, go to the gym or anything like that. Um, even though my gym, uh, one of them locations is open. Um, at least as they were a couple of days ago, I don't know now if they are, but, um, it could be anything. Um, I'm probably going to go for a walk, like a three or four minute walk. Um, if that doesn't work, I'll probably do, you know, some like air squats or butt kickers or something like that in my living room. Um, cause one thing I noticed for sure, here's what's weird. And I think you should probably try this is that whenever you get some of these urges for food, um, which really kind of helped me I'm not saying that, you know, it's the number one answer for you or whatever. But just, I don't know, if you give it a shot, you might be surprised, is uh, to immediately get outside and go for, like, a brisk walk. Sometimes it's either really brisk or sometimes it's just way chill, like, slow motion, like, moving, like, almost like you're a dinosaur. And the reason why I say that is because sometimes, depending on where your head's at, if you're like, dude, Davis, walking like a dinosaur isn't going to help me, then cool, get out there and go brisk. You know what I mean? Go brisk. Get some oxygen in the system. Pump oxygen into the blood. And when that blood hits the brain, that oxygenated blood hits the brain, which usually only takes a couple of minutes, um, after just a couple of minutes of circulation, like, it's like, whoa, okay. Like, a lot of those feelings can go away. And then a lot of times what you're finding is like some of these triggers, um, you can easily just swap them out. It's almost like a domino or a snowball effect, right? Remember like the old... uh, the old Looney Tunes cartoons where like, you know, you throw a snowball down the side of a mountain, starts super small and at the bottom of the mountain, like this huge avalanche, right? As weird as it sounds, like sometimes that would be like my emotional or relationship or sometimes the triggers that I would have with food and causing me to eat and like, you know, just binge out and all this other stuff. And then what I found is by taking that little snowball or even the snowflake and just swapping that, Next thing you know, the whole the whole chain of events that come after the fact usually wouldn't happen because the first thing that was the catalyst, if you will, that first, you know, that snowflake, that snowball, whatever it is for you, that would trigger the whole thing, I could swap out, which is what I need to do now. Um, the other part of that, I'll tell you right now, is that because I'm working crazy hours, and um, I'm under a lot of stress. I'll tell you right now what I'm also doing. 
my pitfall, my downfall right now, if you will, is I'll go to work and I will, um, I just won't eat. Um, I just won't eat and I'll literally just work straight, um, anywhere from like 10 to 12 hours. And usually what I'll do is I'll just go into the office. I will pick up Starbucks. Okay. Uh, venti, cold brew, no water, easy ice is like my jam. Um, if you've never had that, you know, be for, be, be ready to eat, drink a little bit of, uh, diesel fuel. Okay. Um, if you are one of the folks that already drink that, you know what I'm saying? Um, if that grosses you out, no worries. <laughs> it probably should. Uh, no worries. Okay. Um, but yeah, all I'm doing there is I'm just drinking this coffee concentrate basically and just riding that all day. And, um, yeah, it's weird. You know what I mean? Um, uh, my brain is fried. I'm stressed out by the time I get home and then a fried brain, stressed out, whatever, and just completely beat. Um, at that time, I'm usually just like, yo, just give me whatever there is, you know? So how am I going to stop that? Yeah, I'm probably going to eat something on the way to work. Uh, I'm probably going to start packing something at least for lunch or at least a snack or something. Some kind of calories, whether they be like pecans or, um, you know, maybe one of the, like, these bubble chickens from Costco. Um, I'll probably rip some of the breasts right off um, and maybe just kind of like have those since they're easy to eat on the go. Um, probably pack myself some bone broth. Um, something, 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 something. Um, because, I mean, here's the thing is I think at the end of the day, there's two sides of that coin. And we'll close with this because I think the second that we actually do that, that it really kind of makes things easier for us. So let's get to that. If and where we can is to isolate the triggers. Like what exactly is leading me here? And what exactly is the pattern that's playing out? Okay. So even if it's something that builds up, or even if it's something of a snowball effect, or even if it's something that goes off like a light switch, right? What I mean by going off like a light switch is literally here I am at work, you know, finance professional, work, 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 work. And all of a sudden, hey, you know what I mean? Everything's upside down. You're like, whoa, what the heck happened? You know what I mean? Um, Wall Street can be emotional. And so, um, yeah. You know, if it's something that leads me up to that, okay, cool. I need to swap that out. I need to address it, you know, for what it is. If Even if it's the lights that just, or the, the things that completely flipped on me, right? Like it flipped on all of us. Um, making sure that two things, we're all human. So if it does happen, hey, um, you know, don't, there's no need to really like beat up on yourself or something like that. Cause it's normally not any good for the ego or the self-esteem, or a lot of times it's actually burying to the very thing that is hurting us in the first place, right? Or maybe even going down that path. Um, you know, more than anything, it's like, all right, cool. Like maybe be a little more tactful. Like, okay, cool. I'm in this jacked up hole. What do I need to do, right? What do I need to do right now to just, you know, dodge that moving train, right? So for example, that night when I was at Costco, instead of eating ice cream, 
what if I just went inside in the food court? What if I just went inside and picked something else that I love that I can still stress eat if I wanted to, but that would work well with my blood sugars, right? Whether it be, dude, some of those bubbled chickens, this is okay. I talk about Costco a lot because obviously I shop there a lot. And obviously a lot of these different places sell these different, you know, like rotisserie chickens that are already cooked. Okay. Um, For me and those rotisserie chickens, there's like three things, actually four, that I could totally do that I totally enjoy. And maybe for you, it's something different. Maybe for you, it's like keto ice cream to where you have to have ice cream. But maybe it's the keto style to where there's no sugar in there. It's a bunch of, you know... Um, you know, healthy fat or whatever. And then that way, Hey, look, it's going to, you're going to have a flatlining effect on your blood sugar and you're still stuffing your face with ice cream. Okay. And the cool thing is, is because if you're doing it the keto style, it's probably going to be a a quality organic cream. Next thing you know, it's not only extremely tasty, it's extremely high quality. And then, yeah. Okay. You're putting good food in your body. Um, for me, for someone who's just like, man, I just want to do it pop tart style, you know, like two minutes and like, that's it. And I want to stuff my face and just, you know, go nutty. Here's what I could have done. I'm going to use one example. There's a bunch inside of Costco, but I'll just give you one example, that bubble chicken. Okay. Um, I'll sometimes just make wing sauce. Okay. And I'll literally just devour that whole bloody chicken hot wing style. Okay. Um, I'll also do like garlic butter. Okay. I'll literally just take a fork and take the lid off and just go to town. I'll literally just make a small side of garlic butter, take pieces of chicken, dip in the mouth. <clears throat> Pardon me here. <clears throat> um, I know some of this stuff might look super um, keto or whatever. Um, I'm not, you know, um, sure. You know, um, yeah, I guess it is. Um, some people are going to be like super nerdy and no, your protein macros are way off or your macros are way off. Um, to be totally honest, yeah, that is true. Um, but to be just as transparently honest as, um, you know, I use keto and the tools of keto and the foods um, within keto as a tool set. You know, like the same way that, you know, most people go like on one day for lunch to like Mexican food and then you like, like uh, you know, like hamburgers and then whatever, right? Um, during the work week, right? That's really kind of how I look at these different diets, you know, like, uh, um, for me, I'm not saying this is for you, but for me, every single time I tried playing the game of, I'm going to eat the same way, same thing every single day for the rest of my life, like never worked. Um, however, when I was like, Hey, I like had all these different diet lists, you know, uh, of foods and I couldn't help, but like, you know, like 70% of them for type two diabetics, like they matched, you know what I mean? And I was like, Oh, Instead of putting like these, you know, like goofy handcuffs on, like what if I just ate all the different foods that they all had in common? And that way, if I wanted to eat one day paleo, the next day keto, the next day Mexican, the next day hamburgers, the next day, you know, like my mom's cooking at the house or whatever. Well, guess what? I was actually free. I found the freedom that I always wanted. So that being said, um, the other thing that I have is that there's this site called Penning Mama and she has this like low carb uh, feta chicken. What I ended up doing is basically bastardizing the cheese recipe um, and I'll literally use that almost like a dip. 
Um, some, I'll do it without the chopped spinach just because I'm lazy. Um, I'll literally just put all the ingredient, all the topping ingredients together because I'm dealing with a chicken that's already cooked versus raw chicken. I'll literally just put the ingredients together, stir them up, microwave them, make them kind of like fondue style. It's almost like, uh, it's almost like, um, ravioli stuffing. Um, even though it's not a really fair assumption or fair, uh, way of describing it. That's the closest thing that pops in my head at this moment. But yes, by the time you put some kind of like, you know, garlic cheese, against uh you know some chicken <sighs> okay just saying um but yeah you know um and understanding that we're real and just hey you know the minute that we focus on something that's easy to eat that we like that we would eat anyway whether we're dieting or not just like all those chicken those different chicken recipes oh yeah i told you i eat like i give you four examples so let's go over those um Hot or uh, you know um, buffalo sauce. We had the garlic butter. We had the um, the ravioli stuffing style. And you know what? Sometimes the fourth one, I just eat those monkeys plain. Um, I mean, man, when they come fresh out of the oven, oh my gosh, right? Especially when you okay, it depends. Some of these folks, they actually, I think they fired that person. Man, like. The flavor wasn't there. It sucked. Okay, at the Costco that I go to, uh, the main the main um, person, this dude, he just has it like down pat, like super down pat. Oh my goodness, it's so good. But anyway, um, sometimes the secret there is just finding a place that has the decent chicken, um, or you know the decent whatever food that you like. Um, super super simple. Like that's not a lot of hard work. Um, and the fact that we embrace ourselves in that dark, okay, is huge. And sometimes, as weird as it sounds, sometimes we have to embrace the dark. The dark side, the ugly side, stare that monkey in the face, punch it in the face, and at the same time be the f- same one, like grab hold of it and be like, no, you're not going to do this to me. You know? And if you think you're going to do this to me, all right, cool, here we go, dude. I may have crumbled a million times before. But now I'm going to set myself on fire and do this for, you know, like myself, the people that I love. And you're not going to, you know, you're not, you're not, you're not going to define me. Sure. I am going to stumble. Sure. I'm not, you know, this isn't perfect or whatever, but you know what? I'm going to win this game. And then you just keep, you know, you just keep fighting and fighting and fighting. And that's, you know, that's obviously, uh, you know, the embracing the dark side because that is, there are going to be times where we do need to do that. There are going to be times where that happens. There are going to be times where we're also fighting and then we crumble and fall over. But the beautiful thing about that is, is that when we stumble and fall, you know, stand right back up again. You know, it's like these, uh, you know, it's like these, um, these, these fighters, right? You know what I mean? Like uh, these, these boxers or whatever they are, they're in this, you know, they're in this ring and they're, um, you know, they're fighting for trophies and they're fighting for money or whatever. Dude, we're fighting for our lives, <laughs> You know, we're fighting for things you can't put money on. You know, like if you, if I, if, if I were to look my wife in the eyes and like know how much I love her, like look my kids in the eyes, or even if I ignored all of them, or even if I was single, look myself in the mirror, right? At my own self-dignity, right? At my own level of self-respect and who and how, like the impact that I want to leave on this place and like, you know, who I want to be as a person and who um, I've never given my chance to be before, or even if I've given my chance 
to be, you know, something better than I ever was before, but never lived up to my own expectation. Well, yeah, dude, every single second is now that opportunity for all of us to do that. Right. Um, embracing both that light and the dark and calling things for what they are. And I think more than anything, the second that we understand those parts along with, hey, man, I'm just going to be human along this way, too. You got this. You definitely got this. You're not alone. Sometimes, you know, sometimes depending on the layers of the onion, sometimes just depending on how deep this might be, you know, you might need some outside help. And that's okay. That's okay. Outside help for you might be a walk to like let things unravel. Outside help for you might be, um, you know, a therapist, you know, um, someone to sit down and just say, hey, you know, like maybe you might have something totally bottled up inside um, that you need to let out. Um, and then some of it, you know, just might be listening to a podcast, talking to a friend, you know, and giving yourself that level of freedom, honesty and self-care and support. All right. So anyways, enough of that. I hope you enjoy that. I hope more than anything, somewhere in there, there was something that helped you. My heart is absolutely with you. I love you. Go out and crush a day. And hey, if I didn't already tell you, thank you. Thank you. Okay. And if any of this serves you, man, please, please, please share it. Subscribe. And, you know, look, at the end of the day, um, this is bigger than me. This is way bigger than me. This is for all of us. Thanks. Later.